Hello and welcome to the Not Last Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. This is going to be um, a quick update. I am in Arica in Chile, in the north of Chile, almost to Peru. I'm about 30 minutes away from Tacna um, in Peru. So we're right, I'm right next to, um, to the border of Chile and Peru um, in the uh, Atacama Desert, in the northernmost part of the Atacama Desert. Uh, Arica is right on the beach and then it goes beach to these like, um, hundreds of miles of sand dunes, um, and rock formations. It's, it is unlike anything I could ever describe to you. You have to come here and see it. This place is really amazing. Um, or look it up online and then book a ticket and come to Arica and check this place out. Cause it's really cool. Um, and yeah, so today I had the first stage of uh, the race EKCM uh, Arica, um, the UCI uh, stage race, mountain bike stage race, cross-country marathon uh, stage race. Um, and it, uh, <laughs> I got in yesterday and I went and got my number and, uh, and my kit and all this stuff. And so I'm number 10, lucky number 10. Um, and, uh, although maybe not so lucky because my form's not great, but it's okay. Oh, excuse me. I am exhausted and I'll tell you why. So yesterday I got my number. Um, I, I, let me back up. Uh, yesterday, what day is today? Friday, Thursday morning. Yeah. Thursday morning. I started at 3 a.m. Got on my flight to Arica from Santiago that left at 530 in the morning, got here at 830. Um, uh, took a, uh, uh, taxi to, with my bike to this apartment, this Airbnb that I rented. Airbnbs in Chile, by the way, you can find expensive Airbnbs anywhere in the world. But for example, I have this really cute apartment in, uh, quite literally the center of downtown Arica and it's $28 a night. Um, it's yeah. So super cheap, super barato. Barato is cheap, caro is expensive. So es, es, es super, super barato. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have this cute little apartment, got in, um, and then I walked down to the Hotel Arica where they were doing all the, the number stuff and, and all the entrega, the, the kit, so the delivery of all the kit. And... Um, yeah, that was that was cool. See all the UCI stuff and all the commissaires and all the they were getting ready for the technical meeting and all this stuff. But I didn't stick around for that. Got my T-shirt, my hat. Bought some gels because I didn't have any caffeine gels. Um, some hammer product gels. I really don't like hammer products um, uh, for many, many reasons. But uh, that's all they had. So that's what I bought. But um Ask me later if you if you care to know about my opinion on hammer products. But anyways, um, yeah, so did that and then went on with uh, with my day. Got the bike assembled, got settled in here to the apartment, and um, went for a bike ride. And so I thought I'd go for an easy hour spin. Got downstairs. I'm on the fourth floor, so I carry my bike up four flights of stairs, and then I carry you know, up and down and up and down four flights of stairs. So I get down to the, to the bottom floor, about to leave the apartment. Ooh, oh boy. 
<laughs> this will make sense here in a minute. Um, about to leave the apartment, and I, uh, um, I have electronic shifting uh, on my bicycle, and it turned off. And I was like, oh, no. So I turned it on, and it started working again, and that was no big deal. And so I was like, all right, great. So I ride down the street, and then it turns off again. Bizarre. Okay, well, maybe my batteries aren't charged. I'm getting a red flashing light, so I'm assuming, okay, yeah. I had the bike in the bike box, and maybe it got turned on while it was in flight or whatever, and it um, and it just, uh, the batteries are dead. So I went for an hour spin in one gear, um, and yeah, so no big deal. Easy, easy spin. It forced me to ride really easy, and that was probably a good thing because um, I wanted to go... I wanted to go a lot harder, but um, I apologize if there's poor audio this time because I don't have my microphone and headphones set up. I'm just doing this off of the cell phone. So, um, yeah, run what you brung. I've, I've just got my phone today, uh, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, so did all that, went for my single speed ride, came back, everything was great, charged my batteries, and um, uh, went out and found some food. And then got back to the place here and and went to bed. So pretty pretty low key day. Uh, woke up at five a.m. The race starts at nine, and it's an hour ride to get to the race. So I was like, okay, it's sixteen kilometers, um, and it's it's an hour to get there. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just ride easy down there and leave with enough time, and you know, no big deal. So I get up at five have a little breakfast, have some coffee, and um, and then install my batteries, check my tire pressure, put put on all my kit and my helmet and my get all my nutrition going and, and everything and, and leave um, leave the apartment. I get down to the bottom floor and um, I had turned my batteries on when I left or when I was leaving the before I left the apartment. I get down to the bottom floor and the batteries turned off again. And I go, oh crap. What's going on? So I'm starting to look at it and like change batteries and nothing. And I know my batteries are charged. I charge both sets of batteries and nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm like, okay. So I troubleshoot it. I try and look online for what to do. Nothing, 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 nothing. And um, yeah, so I, I start to realize like the clock is ticking. I need to get to this race and I don't have a bike that I can shift gears on. And that's kind of a problem, like kind of majorly a problem. So I, um, I realized this is like worst case scenario. I need to change, um, I need to change components on my bicycle, like morning of like the last minute before the race starts. I'm like, fuck, excuse my language, but seriously. So I carry everything back up four flights of stairs and, um, get in the apartment and I keep telling myself, I'm like, don't panic. Like, don't panic. Just stay calm. Use all of your 20 years of master mechanic expertise and fixing bikes and, and all this. And so I have a spare, I brought a spare um, Archer Components uh, shift remote or shifter. And, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're, we're doing this. I think the shifter is bad because I troubleshooted it on the app and, and the, um, the, the thumb shifter works, but, but the remote shift or the remote shifter works, but the actual mechanism that shifts the gears is not working. So I have an extra one 
and I have to remove the cable because I didn't bring an extra cable. I should have brought an extra uh, shift cable, but I didn't. Um, and I go and get it. At, I take everything apart, take the derailleur off and unthread the cable. And then I realize that this shifter has the cable hidden inside and I can't get to it. So I'm like, well, it doesn't work anyway. So I grab my pliers and I destroy the, um, uh, the archer, uh, shifter to, um, to get the cable out and the cable frays. So then I, I, I don't have cable cutters. So I have, um, there's a chop knife and a cutting board and I'm going, I'm going at it and trying to cut a steel cable, um, with a chop knife and a cutting board. <laughs> and like on the ultimate hour before my race, my God. And I'm trying so hard to just keep a level head and just do one thing at a time and one thing at a time. And I'm watching the clock and it's ticking down and down and down before I need to like, like absolutely have to leave. And I'm like, okay, okay, just keep going. Just keep going. So I get it. I get everything back together. I get the new shifter installed and I thread the new cable through and the cable frays. Like there's like 10, maybe 12 strands of the cable, four of them fray. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I, I'm going to use this with a, like, with not all the cables. It may break. I don't know. We'll see. So I, um, I tear off those other cables, those other frayed bits of the cable, shove it through, put it together. The gears are, uh, good enough. They're not perfect, but they're good enough. And I, like, I leave this apartment just a total mess. Tools and debris and everything just everywhere. Um, lock the door run downstairs, um, put in my, my earbud to give me directions. And I'm like, I am, I am overdue for time to get to the start of the race. So I hoof it. Like I am, I am not, this is not the warm up that I wanted. This is the, like, like you need to get there and get there now. Um, actually you needed to get there like a half an hour ago, but you need to get there now. So I am, I am pushing to get, I'm passing cars, I'm taking risks through traffic, um, cause I have 16 kilometers to ride to get to the start of the race and I don't have a car and I don't know anybody with a car here. And like, and even then there was a bunch of traffic. So I'm, you know, I'm flying faster than the cars are cause they're all stuck in traffic and like, yeah, it's just one thing after another. So, so, okay. So I get to the race and, um, thankfully I was leaning hard on the fact that this is chilly and things happen. Yeah at nine ish. So by 945, I had a little extra time, the race goes off. So I was like, okay, all right, great. So I could recover a little bit, I could relax, I could sit around and kind of collect myself before we had to race. So yeah. So we go off, um, I'm in the elite category. Um, and, uh, and it was nice to start, they, they corralled everybody and separated them by categories. And so they did a nice call up for all the elite riders up to the very front of the start line, which is really cool. Um, and my job, this, this race is just, I don't have a lot of experience in this discipline. Mountain biking is not my forte. This is great experience. This is quote unquote fun. This is like type 2.5, maybe type three fun, not a ton of fun, but it does uh, like the suffrage is huge. So, um, but it's, but it's good. It's worth it. So it's, um, but it takes me way out of my comfort zone, which is great to do things like that. So, um, yeah, so I get on with the race, 
get on and and we go and I was like okay I'm just going to maintain the rhythm of the lead group for as long as I can and so I'm up there with the guys um top 20 wheels and I'm climbing pretty well it's much easier up at the front always it's always easier at the front um and uh, much safer too because you're not stuck behind hundreds and hundreds of riders I think there's 500 riders that are here and um it's nice to not have to pick your way through I've only got you know 20 or 30 people I got to pick my way through so I was maintaining maintaining good positioning and, and doing that. And people were getting really antsy and really excited and attacks were flying in the first like 10 minutes. And it's like, man, this is this is a four and a half hour stage. Like so much can go wrong. Like you got to save your energy. And um, these young guys are just going off like crazy. And then they come back or, you know, they completely explode and catch them and pass them and move on. So, um, yeah, so... Did that, uh, was riding pretty well, stayed with the lead, lead riders for about the first half of the race. This was 77 kilometers. Um, and uh, yeah, so did that. And then I knew, like, we got through the first descent um, called Rompeo Carbono. And that means the first descent is, is titled Broken Carbon, like Broken Carbon Bicycle. Um, and it lived up to its name for sure. It was just... It's, oh my God, this desert riding. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so good um, um, because it's not terribly technical, but these descents are still way outside of my skill set. And I can take them to a point, but otherwise I got to really slow down or take it like like a, like a baby down these hills or down these descents. Uh, but I mean, we climbed for an hour and a half and then we descended for, I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, and it's a huge descent. It's just, it's so steep with, with, um, sand that is, uh, like 10 to 15 centimeters, like, like, um, what, eight to 10 inches deep of like loose sand with big chunks of rocks, um, and debris in there. And like, and so you're navigating this on like a 35 ish percent slope or downgrade. Like it's so steep. You have to put your butt so far back on the saddle like my chest my arms are fully extended and my chest is is touching the saddle i'm so far back to try and keep my weight back far enough so i don't go over the handlebars and like and some of these guys who have the skill like they just like they just fly and um and yeah and it's 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 really impressive to see them do that because i just don't have the confidence to do it or the the, the skills to know how to do this, but, but in time, in time, in time. Um, yeah. So, um, so I'm taking the descents really, really easily, but I knew that I would claw back, you know, my position or, or make more advances on the climbs. And as, as I do, you know, so I climb pretty well. And, uh, so I keep, you know, kind of going this yo-yo event back and forth and back and forth. And I knew my energy levels were going down and I keep, drinking and eating and drinking and eating and eating and drinking and like and I knew like this is just the limits of my form right now is that it just isn't quite there for the volume so um yeah so we go through uh rompeo carbon and then we go to uh frenos caliente so hot breaks uh was another one and um and yeah and that one was even steeper and it's like and and they're so wide and open and exposed descending like you're descending down the side of this cliff face and it's just open for, you know, a kilometer on either side. And like, and the exposure is huge. 
and the wind is massive and like and it's just oh man yeah it was crazy 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 and this the the ascents this was the other part like the easiest ascent the easiest climb was probably was in the like seven to nine percent grade and then most of the climbs were between 17 to 25 percent gradient and you're in sand then like hard pack uh, like a hard pack road with loose sand and like pea-sized gravel and things and debris over the top of it. So if you stand up, you lose traction. So you have to stay seated. And if you get too far, if you sit up too high, then your front wheel comes off the ground and you want to wheelie and you feel like you're going to go over, go over backwards because it's so steep. And so you're just like bent over in half trying to keep equal balance on the tires and like and keep your cadence up but like at that speed i've got i'm running um a 34 tooth a 34 tooth chain ring on the front and on the back i've got a 1051 uh uh 12 speeds uh smallest cog is 10 teeth the largest cog is 51 tooth and like i was doing in some parts 40 40 45 rpm um, to get up these, these grades, like in with a 51 on the back and like, and everyone is doing that. And we're just, we're just suffering together. And like you pass somebody at this like crawling speed and then they pass you back and like, and it's like this, like, it's like snails riding up, riding up a hill. And it's just like, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost comical if you think about it. Like we're trying to race, but like, we're all going about effectively the same speed. And at one point it, it got so loose in the sand on the, on the ascent um, that you get off and start walking your bike because it's too, it's not rideable. And so, so like some guys are trying to ride it and you're passing them walking and it's like, well, who's more efficient? Is it more efficient to ride or is it more efficient to walk? Um, and like, and walking is, is a, um, that's a very loose term. It's like, it, it's more just one step in front of the other trying to not collapse because it's just so hard and so steep. Um, yeah, I would, I would tell you this is the hardest race um, I have ever done. This is harder than not to come a challenger. This is harder than any stage race and any road race I've ever done. Um, it was 77 kilometers was the race. Um, 7,000... Um, no more than that, almost 8,000 feet of climbing, um, in 77 kilometers. So 8,000 feet of climbing in, um, like, uh, 45 miles or something like that. Um, yeah, like crazy, absolutely nuts. Um, and, uh, top speed of 60 kilometers an hour. Um, on the descent on this like sand and yeah so terrifying um, I didn't even set I set some some heart rate numbers but they weren't even PRs to get you an idea for how like just how bad my form is and how much I was suffering is that for 90 minutes I was pegged at 174 BPMs and it was everything that I had and then for 60 minutes <clears throat> I was pegged at 172 BPMs so like <clears throat> excuse me like the uh um the difference between those two was so minuscule i was just i was just pegged the whole ride um almost 6000 calories burned um and then i finished the race 
and then I have to ride 16 kilometers back to my apartment. And so, like, I finish the race, I, I go to the to the support tent where there's um, uh, platanos and, and oranges, uh, bananas and oranges, and they have some, like, Gatorade-type stuff and water, and I just sit down, and I, like, make a pile, and in about, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute, I had eaten everything, like, six bananas and, like, five oranges, and I've had, I had three bottles of, of whatever green and blue drink was there and like another three bottles of water. And like, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. So then I sit down and then I come to the realization that like, I have to give up, I have to get up and I have to ride home. And it's like, okay, all right, all right, let's just, let's just get this over with. Um, so I load up and, um, and, and ride back to the apartment, which didn't feel too bad once I got moving, but um, that initial, like, get up and get going was, was a lot, was really hard. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. This was a good stage. Um, the race organization is amazing. It's a UCI race, so it's, the organization is top. Um, the flaggers are great. The course was amazing. This was such a beautiful course. It properly hard X, uh, XCM course. And it just, like, yeah, it, it was good. It was really good. Beyond my skill set, for sure. But um, my God, it was amazing. This is And this is harder than any road race. Like, the amount of focus and stuff you have to maintain for that long. And it's not just, like, you can just kind of relax into a road race and, and, you know, the road is smooth and, like, look out for a pothole here or there. It's, like, every rock, everything, every position, every everything you have to focus for for such a long period of time. Afterwards... Once I got back to the apartment, like I sat and cried for a little, a little bit, just, just because I had this, like, I was, I was compensating so hard and like all the emotions start to come out afterwards where you don't have to compensate anymore. And like it, um, it, it was, it was crazy. Um, there were photographers out, they had drones out and everyone had, um, all the race officials, they had a whole PR, um, group that was doing this for you, for the UCI. And so they were, had, gopros and electric bikes with gopros and um and uh so they could get like real rider um videos and um they had announcers that were just really animating the whole race and like yeah it was it was pretty cool it was pretty cool um really great day out on the bike ended up with six hours of riding i okay no to be exact five hours and 55 minutes and 53 seconds so so there you go but um We'll call it six hours. I'll round up for that because I wasn't going to get another several minutes riding around the block. I was just getting home. Um, covered in dust. I was a total mess. The bike is a total mess. I'm a total mess. Um, only crashed once or twice. Banged my knee on a rock and it's a little swollen, but I took some Tylenol and that should help a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So really, really good day, but brutal day. Just brutal. Um, so I will try and update after stage two tomorrow. It's a shorter stage, but it's a harder ascent. It's like 18 kilometers, a hard descent. And they said it's a, a hard ascent. And then they said in the notes, um, they're being a little cryptic, but they said the descent is unlike anything that you have ever experienced before. And it's like, oh, okay. They said it's a, a nueva experience por su vida. It's a new experience for your life. And it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds like it's going to suck. 
Um, so I will do well on the ascent, um, and then see what happens on the, on the downhill. Um, and I'm just going to take it easy. This is just for fun. This is just to learn new things and practice in a sport or practice in a discipline that I don't have a lot of experience in, but it is, it's really fun. Um, it is so much harder than road racing. This is crazy. Um, like, yeah, you can have a hard road race, but like, um, it's, this is so much harder, so much harder. Um, I don't know if I like it more or less, but uh, uh, I like it different. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, so, yeah, there's your update for stage one for uh, uh, race XM Arica. Um, I, uh, I went back. I, I went and found some food. I was like, I don't have the capacity to cook food right now. Um, I started some rice and I still haven't eaten it, but I will eat later. Uh, I went to a cafe and, um, and I ordered once and I ate, I ordered an espresso. I drank that. I ordered a lemonade. I ate that or drank that. Then I ordered again and ate again. The guy was looking at me like, you're eating for two people. And I was like, don't ask, like, just, just, just bring me the food. (laughs) Like he was, he was a little, um, he was a little, concerned i guess i don't know that this like tiny little guy is eating like two full portions like two full entrees and uh and an espresso and this and i could go have dessert too i could have had dessert too but um i went and got some groceries and and i i bought cookies so i uh, eat cookies so now you understand why i'm yawning so much because i am exhausted and i still haven't got my bike ready for tomorrow i have Charged my computer and uploaded my... Um, if you want to see the stats, you can see the stats on Strava under my name, Andrew Neil Nunez. You can see all the stats for the ride. Um, uh, yeah, so the positioning wasn't great. Um, I was, I think, 19th out of 23 elite riders, so not great. But again, not on great form and not um, not a lot of high expectations for today or for this race. So we just have to have some fun and enjoy enjoy the scenery. And, um, yeah, and have, have a new, really good experience. And that's what it's been at least so far. So, um, yeah, that is stage one. Stay tuned for, uh, update on stage two, uh, race XCM, XCM, uh, Arica. And, um, yeah, this is the Not Last Podcast. I have been your host and I will continue to be your host. And my name is Andrew Neil Nunez. I'm a little loopy, and um, I think you understand. So uh, ciao for now, and stay tuned for more updates.